Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count for your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. You are tuned in to the Vitamin D with Dawn Day podcast, and I am your host, Dawn Day, here to get you excited about your life so that you can live life on purpose and for a purpose. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome. Vitamin D, it's a pun of my name. My name is Dawn, and you get vitamin D from the sun, so I'm here to shed light into your life. And I do this with inspirational insights and conversations with celebrities and everyday people like you and me. Because if you want to be better and you want to do better, then you're going to have to be able to see better. So join me on this journey of living our best lives and understanding and realizing how you are your greatest asset. You know, I always talk about having grace and with grace, there's space. And I have to listen to my own words. Today's my mom's birthday. And my sister called me this morning. She said, well, you know, how you doing? And one thing about me, I'm always moving to the next thing. And it's probably that one thing that serves as a distraction. But I want to encourage you to make space with yourself to slow down. Okay? Because it came out as simple as 
I got to the gym and I was on the phone with my sister, I realized I forgot my water. And, and it sounds so minute, right? But for me, I'm a heavy sweater, like I need water. Like if you know me, I drink a lot of water. So I was telling my trainer, you know, he always has a joke. He's like, Dawn, you know, you're always late. I'm like, no, let's eat. Like I left early. And then as I'm working on vulnerability of just sharing, I'm just thinking like, you know, what's off and just, just getting in that moment. And so I told him, I was like, you know, I was doing this exercise where it's called hip cars. So I had these poles in my hand and I have my one leg up and I'm going in for rotation. And as I'm telling him, you, I'm completely balanced, right? Um, as I'm telling I was like, yeah, you know, I was on the phone with my sister. I was like, maybe I should have waited. And I was like, but you know, today's my mom's birthday. And then he was like, how old is your mom? I was like, my mom's deceased. Do you know I damn near fell over? And I was like, Dawn, you gonna have to slow down a second. You know, maybe today is a big day. But I wanna encourage you to make space to see yourself. Cause it's always going to be something. And it may not always seem like a big deal to others, but to you it may be. But just give yourself space to have grace. So, I got my girls in the studio with me. I'm so excited. And I was looking at the day, I was like, oh, we hasting this. And I'm like, you know, it's a special moment because we about to talk how we growing and how we going after our dreams. We gonna talk about some obstacles that we face, but we're still here. And how we support each other. I have Deshaun and Sade on here. And usually I record this monologue without, you know, anybody in the studio. Let me not forget, I got Eric over here chilling in the corner. Um, usually I do this afterwards, but I said, you know what? I don't know how many times I'm going to get my girls in here to see how I do my dream. So I said, you know what, y'all? Y'all going to have to sit in here. So they had to wait a second because I wanted to share this experience with them. I ain't expect to get all emotional just yet, but you know, now that we working on vulnerability and everything, I figured I'd share. So, to you from me, remember, have space, have grace for yourself. Get your vitamin D right here with me and get excited about your life. We're here to talk about um, these phenomenal women. I have Deshaun Plair and Shade Onyade. <laughs> And they're a dynamic African-American female writing and producer team based here in Los Angeles, California. You know, Sade is from Maryland and Deshaun is from Michigan. Whoop, whoop, whoop. I'm going to say Detroit. That's how we, you know, we do it, but definitely from Michigan. And um, they are both co-owners of Flower Ave Films. And as a team, Deshaun and Sade, they uh, tell positive stories that have meaning and impact within their community. And um, using their sense of their journey as a means of inspiration. Welcome. Deshaun and Sade, we go way back. We do. <laughs> <laughs> back to the days of A. Smith and company. <laughs> mm -hmm. Producing, you guys were producing. I was the uh, production assistant nah. for Unsung. Nah, at the time that you was there, I was a clearance coordinator. Did we start on the same week? No, I started before you because I was an intern, but I, I was I was uh I was low on the totem pole too. I was, you know, she right. was the senior producer. I was in, but I, I was I in the trenches with you at the bottom. Shout out, you know. Let me just say this: <laughs> I, I was in <clears> the <throat> trenches. Though. There is very, there is rarely 
And it, I mean this in the utmost respect. Like, this is not, this is all good. Okay, okay. This. I got to issue. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was, I think I was intimidated by you when I first got there because really? you're so dope. <laughs> you're so dope and on it. Well, thank you. And I, it was out of respect, and that does not happen. Vulnerability. Yes. Look at it. I'm admitting. <laughs> <laughs> and the funny part is, I don't think I even fully saw myself like in that way. So people Boss. would tell me that after the fact, and I was just trying to, you know, you keep my job and do a really good job. And 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 you know, I mean, I I, I thought at that point I definitely had um, worked hard to to get to a certain point. But I remember, I always remembered where I started at, and I was just always trying to do. My motto was always just do well enough to. It was like the thing with unsung in particular is like I didn't want to have um, my boss, you know, remark um, have to go through the transcripts. So it's like always do well enough <laughs> so nobody has to go back over your show. Mm-hmm. So that was all, you know, in my mind. So, well, I want to let you know, you set a precedent. Thank you. In your mind, what, what was you saying? Oh, no, it's it's funny because someone, like you just mentioning that, it took a really long time, and I talked to Deshaun about this, for me to <clears> even, <throat> I think, I think you know, I think it's something we both do, is sometimes don't take enough time to stop and appreciate the, the you know, the work you do or even see yourself in the, the light that other people see, which is hard. Um, and I know someone... Uh, actually, one of our uh, our bosses at the time, Frank Sinton, mm-hmm. he said to me, uh, he's like, you don't ever take time, do you, to enjoy your, or to celebrate your wins? And I really was struck. I sat there for a minute, like, I wanted to argue, like, yeah, no, I don't. And I sat there for a minute, because I was like, I don't, because I gotta, you gotta, I'm always like, you gotta get to the next thing, and you gotta work harder, and you gotta do all these things, and I'm not where I'm supposed to be. And that was the first time I realized that I didn't really do that until. Well, yeah. I'm just glad that you said it because I say it all the time. <laughs> I still struggle <laughs> about just about like your first impression of her because I tell her all the time. And I think she think like I just be lying about like, you know, her and like kind of like, oh, my gosh, like because when. We was we was over there in the <laughs> little PA PA land. Wait, is it shy? What time? Did shy yeah, did and I don't right? think she like realized that. So when I like be telling her, she just I think she just think, oh, it's what's well, just Deshaun. But like, no, like we was really like, yeah, like you were a moment. And it's like, like, a moment. Believe it. I just, moment. It's hard to in yourself to be like, really. People but you know that? what's so dope about it? I've worked with people who felt as though they had to to, to boast that. Yeah. And to push it out there. And me being an Aries and all this masculine, whatever this is, energy, it's not going to go well. I'm bumping around. But for you, because you didn't have to push it on me and people don't realize, like, don't push me in the corner because I'm going to look back. But if you're nice to me and you just, I'm going to heal and do whatever. Like, I wanted to make sure I showed up because I was like, yo, like, you got to be like Sade on your stuff. Like, Sade <laughs> is the, the business. And I would never want to disappoint you. So, thank you. Oh, wow. I appreciate that. I mean, a lot. I <laughs> receive it. And I will receive it. I receive it. I receive it. You don't receive it from me. No, I received it for her. I just, I still, <laughs> I did. I just, it's like when you, um, and this, maybe something we'll get into. I don't know. We're, we like, when you right deal now. with like. Uh, imposter syndrome which is definitely something I think I struggle with and you don't believe you're good enough to, to be there sometimes it's hard to believe that other people 
it, it takes a really long time to realize, okay, I do belong here. I am good enough. And maybe, you know, other people see me that way. But I definitely was not in that place back at that time at all. And you know, that's <laughs> real with you because I was, you know, reading your bio. This wasn't always your field. You weren't, you weren't going into the entertainment industry, were you? Um, I did. I did decide to, um, it, like, by college, I did, but I wasn't encouraged to go in. Right, that that's way. what yeah. I mean. This was oh, like, no, so you always had a reason of trying to prove that you belong. Talk to yeah. us. Yeah, you, you know, I'm Nigerian and uh, Deshaun knows all <laughs> about these stories. But, you know, like most typical, I don't even think it's just Nigerian, but um, immigrant parents move to the United States and they want their children to, uh, to do better than them and be in these, you know, what are considered prestigious careers like doctor, lawyer, and you know, engineer, whatever, fill in the blank. And the entertainment industry seems so, especially a long time ago, it seems so shaky and like that's not a direct path to anything, but being broke on the street is what they <laughs> would look at it like that. And like now, it's funny, I was joking with my sister recently, like we see so many Nigerian Americans uh, in sports in, you know, acting or not even just American, British, Nigerians, um, uh, musicians, everything. And we're like, where were these people when we were growing up? Mm -hmm. Because maybe we could have pointed to some of them. There were very few. And trying to convince my parents that this was a viable career was pretty difficult. Um, and they weren't um, down for it at all. So, but I still, I don't know, when you believe in something and you feel like there wasn't anything else I wanted to do, I was being pushed more in the sciences um, towards, you know, and that's what I did. Like I even spent summer in uh, my, after my, I think it was summer, uh, maybe after 11th grade, somewhere in there, um, at NIH in a lab. What? Working in a lab, studying. I'm trying to remember this heart. It was a particular heart disease. Um, I'm probably <laughs> going to say it wrong, so I'm not even going to say it. Um, but I was in the lab. I was doing the whole thing. Like I learned how to extract DNA from blood and everything, you know, all that kind of stuff. And that's when I was like, I remember one day I went to the library because I was like, yo, this ain't it. <laughs> this is not what I want to do. And I knew I could. I didn't want to be like your like a regular doctor, like you go see for like, you know, um, for appointments or whatever. So that's why I was in the lab. And I was like, this ain't it either. Wow. And, this, and I always had an interest in entertainment. Um, and so I just kind of thought, well, I, maybe I could be a producer. But what does a producer do? I'm such a nerd. I always if I didn't know some. Okay, that was a long time ago. That was before what? that. What? <laughs> Deshaun said I wanted to be a stunt woman. Back in my elementary stunt school person. days, I wanted to be a stunt woman. For I did. real? I did. I really did. And I used to do my own little stunts at home. Um, I invite my friends over. I, I learned how to, uh, so silly, but I would throw myself down the stairs, like the basement <laughs> stairs, but not get hurt. Like do a little, like, you know, in the movies where it looked like someone got punched and they fall down the stairs. I, I've tried to teach myself how to do that. And I would, I was, you know, I'm a pretty small person. So I would, you know, try to put my, I don't know. I tried to do all kinds of things. Fit in little crazy things or like zip myself up in a suitcase. <laughs> like I was so into it until I watched some TV show that was showing all these people who were, uh, who did stunts, stunt uh, men and women and saw some of the injuries. And I was like, you know what? I don't, I don't know if I like it that much. Um, I see what happened was. <laughs> so that's what she wanted to do before producing. Sometimes I would look back like, man, I shouldn't have, you know, I should have just went for it and I've been a little scared, but it was for the best. You kind of still do stunts. 
Do you? You be huh? you be flipping around here inside of me. <laughs> no. I'm just joking. No. Oh, I was about <laughs> to say. No, but no, that was it. And then, so it's always been something I was interested in. And so looked up, you know, and what does a producer do? And it kind of went from there. You know, I'm I'm really glad did that you did. Did you have didn't. a radio show too? <laughs> you you had putting all the business show. out there. I did, I did on in college. Shall like say, you, 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 Are you serious? Not, not any more matter. Your accent. Oh, accent. Yeah. Give me an accent. Uh, I don't think I can do it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if you know a little bit later, out, it might just what, what, drop out. I used to try to do a British accent. Absolutely. You know, so you we'll know. Talk to you today. Try to do a little British, you know, oh, accent. My. I, I <laughs> you know, love this so it's much. Absolutely terrible, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> I could do a little better. But it's been a while. I did a whole monologue with a British accent that I didn't even think was good, but my theater teacher did and made me do it in a showcase i don't know so but yeah i had a radio show i, I love music um especially r&b hip-hop and i uh, had a little radio show in college called the soul connection what? and i was one of very few black people on the radio um at the school i was at where so, did you go american university uh, okay yeah um, right down from howard h u yeah. <laughs> um, yeah i was like uh you know i have a lot of h u uh family members but for some reason you know i chose to Go to American down the road. I mean, you know. But, you know, um, but yeah, so I did that. The And I still, I, I, I love music. So I just like to play music. Play music for that. people. I still have some uh, little cassette tapes of my show Yo, somewhere. The cassette tapes yes. joined. They will never I just age know. myself a little they bit. They will never know the rewind and the play. They will not. They will not know the pause. To get the, they will not know the booklet and the cassette. Okay, when you get in verse one, a verse two and verse three, and let me hit you with the chorus, please. I'm done. No, Shade, but I'm really glad because I'm glad you did because I was looking at this uh, research. I had Jeremiah checking it out and it was on uh, womeninhollywood.com. And they said from the year of 2007 to 2021, that's 14 year period. Okay. There were over 1,500 films that were directed. Out of 1,500, only 5.4% have been women. And then of that, 1.2% women of color. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yo, Sade, Dang. I mean, Deshaun, what was your story? Oh, man. About just wanting to come into Hollywood? Entertainment? Uh, um, producing, I, writer? I don't know. I originally wanted to be a lawyer when I grew up. <laughs> What? Um, I was accepted to Alabama State, Alabama A&M, Fisk University. (laughs) And then um, it was my senior year of high school. It was in October. I had only had one class a day because I could have graduated early, but I didn't want to. Like I wanted to walk with my class. So I did this thing called co-op where you can take your first class and then in the afternoon you go work. Well, it was a Friday afternoon and I didn't have work. So I ended up, after my first class, I went down the street to a movie theater called Kalamazoo 10, because I'm from Kalamazoo, not Detroit, y'all. I know she <laughs> wanted me to say that I was from Kalamazoo. But if y'all, when y'all play back this podcast, remember what I said. I said Michigan. Yeah, I she said. did. She uh, did, but she yeah. was saying Detroit. I was so, just trying to but, put some you know, Shout out to Kalamazoo. Me. You know what I'm saying? It, I call it Calabama. Um, but I went to the Kalamazoo 10 movie theater, uh, and um, I had... I had seen this film and it was very, very, very powerful. I'm not going to go into it because like I said, I'm emotional. Dawn got us emotional. She started I, off the show. Can you get emotional, Very, please? very emotional. And so uh, I literally was like, okay, I think this is what 
She got to say the name of the film. Right. Why was it so emotional? Well, I mean, it... Without getting... Well... Wait, are we about to get a truck? Wait, no, 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 no. I saw the movie Antoine Fisher. That's all. That's all. And and I'm not gonna say what in the film yet, because like I said, you got me very emotional, and I'm just trying not to cry. Um, but yeah, I saw the film, and it was very, very, very impactful. In that moment, I decided that I want to act. Now I had never acted before, right? Like I've done like cheerleading and dance and stuff like that, but I wasn't like in theater or anything at in that moment but it was in 2002 and I said okay this is what I want to do so I decided to move out to Los Angeles to be an actress what year is this? I moved to Los Angeles the first time in 2004 okay but in 2002 is when I decided I had made my decision okay Um, but I moved out here the first time in 2004 it wasn't until the third time Cause I had to move. I went back home twice. It wasn't until the third time when I came back um, and I decided to go back to school um, and take some classes. And then I got an internship at a Smith <laughs> um, that did things kind of take off. But when I was out here before, like I did some small stuff. Um, but yeah, like when I came back the third time, I was just like, I'm not going to give up. Like the first time I went back, it was for like family emergency the second time I went back, I was like, I need to regroup, save some money and come back because it's a culture shock, right? Coming from a small time yeah. Michigan to a big city. And where, Kalamazoo, you ain't yeah. even say Detroit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the cost of living is like three times, you know, um, what it is to live in Kalamazoo. So it was a lot. So the third time was a charm. Um, but yeah, I went back to school at the Art Institute. Um, I was studying uh, digital cinema and video production. Um, ended up by happenstance with my hairdresser was the same hairdresser as my old boss. Shout out to Keisha. Um, <laughs> Kish, Kish. Keisha Monier. We had the same hairdresser and my hairdresser was like, yo, you know, she is, you know, she's up and coming. She's dope. Keisha was like, all right, you want an internship? And I was like, yeah. So I came and I was an intern. But when I was an intern, I didn't meet Sade when I was an intern. Like, I think she was probably around or whatever, but I didn't meet her. I didn't meet her until... Um, they hired me in um, to, I worked directly under Keisha as a clearance coordinator. Yes. Yeah. And I didn't know what I was doing. She was just like, um, so I'll go back after my internship ended. I was like, oh man, like I I needed to get like a regular job. So I started working at a call center for Herbalife. (laughs) 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 It was so random. It was so random. So then I literally went through the whole training. It was, I did one day. Right after the training, I did one day on the phones. Then Keisha had texted me and said, "Hey, do you want to come and work?" What? I was just like, "Okay." So then I had to decide: was I gonna finish school or was I gonna go to work? So then I went to my professor, who was a mentor. She's actually she, she big time now. Um, but I went to you her. Want to shout her out real quick? Uh, nah, I ain't gonna do it like that. Um, I would want to shout out, but whatever. <laughs> Um, but yeah, um, one of my professors at the time, uh, I went to her and asked, I was like, could you, you know, basically me, give me some advice. I was like, I have a job offer. Um, you know, what would you do if were you? And she said, well, I'm not going to tell you what to do, but, uh, this is, this is what I'll say. And because she was working for the school at the time too. So she was like, but this is what I'll say. You can either pay to learn or get paid to learn. And then she just kind of walked away and that was it. 
So I obviously took the internship uh, and I was like deuces uh, <laughs> to the program, but it was a great program. Um, but I went and I was a clearance coordinator. I had no clue what I was doing, um, but Keisha was like, don't worry about it. My boss at the time, she was just like, I'll train you. So that's when you came in. You were also a PA, but I was training at that time and learning how to clear music. So I cleared all the music for Unsung. Um, and then it was another show at the time, Celebrity Crime Files. So I was clearing all the um, the with the legal team, clearing the footage and everything of that, right. that nature. So, um, yeah, started off that way. Deshaun will be on it, boy. She had him, <laughs> she had him notebooks out, baby. <laughs> them highlighters, them rulers. Go ahead. Yeah, no, that was that was efficiency. And, and I um, it was a very boring, boring job. Uh, it was just very tedious because you know you just had to look over everything, and I I did not like my job. Um, but I never went to my boss and was like, I want to do this, right? No. Um, because the first thing she told me, she was just like, you know what, if you do, your, she was like, just, just keep your head down and do your job. And that was it. So I didn't go to her and was like, oh, I have aspirations for this or that. I just kept my head down. And then literally eight months later, um, there was an associate producer leaving and she came to me and she was just like, you want to try producing? And I was just like, yeah. And I was just like, well, like why? Cause there were other people that were technically ahead of me. She said, because you never came to me asking me for anything. What? And then she literally promoted me over three other people. And so. Come on, favor. So literally, I know those people were like very upset and they, <sighs> they kind of voiced it and I heard it. But literally, she said, because you never asked me for anything. You just did your job and you kept your head down. And so when people come to me and they ask me for advice, that's the advice that I give them. I said, just do your, you know, do your job, keep your head down. Um, in that sense, and people will notice. That's yeah. hey, I can catch it. Yeah, and if you do, you know, if you do your job well. So, um, yeah. So I started as an associate producer, um, and then I ended up getting the opportunity to produce and finish an episode when another producer got fired. <laughs> um, and then after that, I I kind of hit a wall in a sense, and I was just like ready to go. And then I could sense like my boss saw it. So then they offered me another job to be the, the, the production supervisor for the series. Oh, so that sounds sound like a moment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then I was doing that for a minute and I was like her number two, but then I still, that wall was still there. Mm. And I was just, uh, I was ready to go. And it wasn't that the job wasn't great. Um, it was very stable. Um, at that time, like um, I was like hiring some of the producers, doing their contracts and stuff like that. But it just, it wasn't what I came out here to do. And then uh, Shade and I had worked on a, um, a short, so I'll let her kind of jump into that before I tell you that I just did with no plan. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I guess I'll tell the, the, the brief story there. Um, at a certain point, um, I mean, I think there's a lot to what she just said um, at, about just really doing the work and showing people that you... Um, you know, you have what it takes for, for, for whatever job that you can really like do this job because people really are always watching and really notice. And so even though um, we were both there at the same time, I don't think we like talked that much because, you know, I think at a certain point, too, they had all the producers over in another room and everything. So um, but eventually I think the time I mean, I'd seen her, we said, you know, see what's up and everything. But I remember when I first really was like, hmm, she's she, she doing some things is when she was helping uh 
uh, Keisha with uh, an event that she had that was not related to work, but it was a, another outside you know project that she had. And you know, her, I know she was helping her with it, and that's kind of when I first noticed. And then just noticing around the office, and you just really do notice some of the people and like that. They was like they really about their 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 business. I was yeah. like She's serious, <laughs> and like I was, I had uh, done a short film prior where I produced and um and directed it, and I was I had another short that I had written, and I didn't want to just it was a lot of, it's a lot of work to produce something and direct it at the same time and I didn't want to do it alone again but it's hard to find you know the right um person to, to work with so I don't know I just thought let me just ask I'm like so what you say just, hey girl she might remember it because my memory's not good sometimes but no I remember I just went up to her and asked her like hey y'all got this short film worked on anything yeah we hadn't even been like were you at APN yet at that point clearance. clearance okay yeah so we hadn't worked together yet and I don't know, something just told me, you know, she was the one I needed to ask. And I I just was like, I feel like she's really about her business. So I went, I just asked her, I'm like, hey, I got this short that I wrote. I've been wanting to 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 make it, but I just don't, you know, I've been looking for somebody to work with. I was like, would you want to work with me on it and help me produce it? What? And it, that's... <laughs> no, and I was sitting there because, you know, I, I had my little desk by the window. And I was just <laughs> sitting there looking like, uh, I was like... Shade well, yes. right now. <laughs> no, yeah, I was like, Shade just asked me to work on a project. I know, and I'm just sitting here looking like, because you know she was a senior producer at the time, and senior I'm just producer. like, yeah, and I'm just sitting here, clearance coordinator. I'm looking at, I'm looking, I'm at my little desk, my binders. I'm just looking out the window, and I was just like, uh, yeah. Um, and at the time, like I didn't even, I mean, I had done some stuff like you know in film school, or whatever, but I hadn't really done like producing, producing to like that nature yet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then um, I said, yeah. And then in the middle of that, I did transition to associate producer. So before yeah. the time we actually shot it, uh, I, I was I was an associate producer at the time. But when she asked me, I was I was still a clearance coordinator. Wow. You know, that's a prime example. I'll be telling people. When someone lays their eyes on you, give them something to see. It's true. And I think. Also, um, I even made mention of this because, oh, we didn't even talk. We were just at the For the Love of Jason season two screening. But something I said about um, a song, Hate Our Love, with Big Sean and Queen Naja, how communication isn't always how you talk, but how you listen. And it's so important that, we, you know, we always talk about expressing ourselves with communication, but it's like on the other end, what are you receiving? Keisha told you exactly what she was looking for. And this whole idea, and I think people misconstrue it. Heck, I think I did when I was younger about the importance of playing your position. You played your position. Now you've made room for me to see what else that you can do. Yeah. And, and then I felt, <laughs> I felt bad in a sense. Well, cause what like, you after, mean? Well, no, no, no. Like I, I'm going to go back. So after we did the short film, uh, yummy, dilemma and it started got the, wait that was yummy's that was yummy's dilemma now, yes see, and that, on, that, me, that me, dawn was in well, i had to jump up because they be up here just saying stuff on the low like i want to get a shout out let them know i was in yummy's dilemma yes. i was in yummy's dilemma yes she was yes, she so was. that's when you got pulled that's the first that, that time the first we worked thing. together yes I, wait, so i had a minute to be in that moment yes <laughs> you were part of the you I were part of that you were that's what i'm saying it does it really goes full circle 
That's why I said, like, we do. Like, we try to call you for a lot of things. You gonna be trying, you be doing it. And we about to be out here. Do you understand? Do you understand what God is doing? Like, even this right now. Eric, do you understand what's happening (laughs) in here? I really don't think you do. (laughs) And one of the other reasons, because I think we had talked and I knew a little bit about some stuff she had, like, worked on. But um, I'm always big about looking within, like, around the people that are around you, you know, for... You know, not always a lot of people are looking like, oh, I got to have this big name person or I got to have this. But it's like there's amazing people around you. And I knew if I'm there working, you know, at at the time at A. Smith and I have these other things I want to do. I'm sure everyone here has some different aspirations. So I want to know what these different people are doing. And there's a difference between kind of in conversation, things coming up or if I approach and say, hey, what else do you like to do outside of like work versus maybe like what Keisha was talking about, like constantly coming up and being like, yo, I've been at this job for like two months now, so I need to be promoted. That's a (laughs) a big difference. And so I always wanted to, as soon as I find out like, okay, this person's interested in writing or this person's, you know, interested in directing or this person's great, you know, interested in acting or hosting or whatever. And I've seen that they're really, you know, dedicated to the daily job they're doing. I'm like, if you're dedicated to this and this is not necessarily your dream, then I, you know, that's someone I want to get with. Because I can imagine how much work you're putting into whatever else you're really into. So I think that's something people sometimes don't think about. And for me, I I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. I was going to ask you that because you said just getting in. I was like, well, how did you know? Come on, tell us. I didn't. So this is the thing. Like, I, I knew what <clears throat> I wanted to do as far as acting, right? when I went back to school I just knew I wanted to learn how to create opportunities because it was difficult like coming out here navigating like the hustle and bustle of like auditioning and stuff like that and then I wouldn't see very many people that look like me um and when I say look like me because you know yes there were black people on the screen but I'm saying like you know curvy you know curvy girls just different things like that so I was like I want to learn how to create opportunities but I didn't know in in what capacity I wanted to do so the reason why I wasn't going to Keisha is because I, nigga, I know. I can't even say that word. Listen, <laughs> I know. You can't know. Yo, shit. I know what I wanted to do. <laughs> uh, so I wasn't going to her until I had figured it out. So when she had asked me, you know what I mean? So it's like this. I feel like sometimes you really do have one ask with certain people, right? You do. You genuinely only have one ask. I feel like a lot of people go to people multiple times, stuff or whatever, but sometimes you really just have one ask. And so I didn't want to waste that until I understood and knew what I was going to ask for. So I didn't go ask. And then she asked me and then it found me. Hey. Because um, like, yeah, okay. I am an organized person to To the T. To the (laughs) T. So I am an organized person. I do feel like um logistics i am strong at right i do feel like i am um but i am creative as well um so at the time though i think she saw my strength and logistics um and planning and like boldness in a sense because when you are an associate producer on a show like unsung you have to book you have to speak you have to ask you have to do that so i think she saw like my willingness to be able to like talk to people in a sense so she was just like okay this might be a good fit for you um, in that sense, but yeah, and then it kind of found me, and then I understood like what and in, in what capacity that I wanted to make this change. You know what I mean? Mm. So it was kind of like just figuring out like where I where I fit 
And um, so that's why I was kind of doing a job that I necessarily didn't know how to do at the time and then want to do at the time. Because sometimes we have to do what we don't want to do to do to, to even find or to even get to where we want to be. Right. Gotcha. Um, so, yeah. So it, it, it was that. And then I I understood. But I understood. I knew I want to tell stories. I knew I wanted to make an impact and I knew I wanted to make a difference. I just didn't know how I was going to start to get there. I didn't know what my starting point was. Some people have a, a clear, concise plan. Like Sade, when she was in school, she knew like producing, right? Yeah, only the um, producing though, yeah. Yeah, the producing aspect of wow, it. Wow, that's powerful. But I, I didn't know like which avenue at the time um, I was going to enter. It's so admirable because you honored yourself. And what I mean by that is that you stayed in the room. I just had a conversation with a friend uh, yesterday after yoga. And her aspiration, I guess, at one point was to be in the whole political arena. And um, now that she's there, you know, working at the top place of the land, she's like, well, this isn't necessarily what I want to do. I said, but you're in the room. I said, what about the people? I said, I I'm thinking about this little girl because <clears throat> the first time we met, this is what she said she wanted to do. She's like, I want to work here at the promised land, you know. And I said, um, you're in the room with those connections of the people that you're making. And sometimes, just like you said, you have to do what you have to do or what you don't want to do in order to do what you want to do. And I was explaining, even with myself, when I was working with the Steve Harvey Morning Show, I didn't want to be no digital content producer. I didn't even know what a digital content producer <laughs> did. I was Googling <laughs> online, doing all the research. What does a digital content producer do? But I knew, <clears throat> just like you, Deshaun, I knew how to tell stories. I knew how to edit. I'm just looking at the things that have been placed in my life as time goes along. And I was explaining to her and I was sharing with her not to force because I think we do have to make room for change because even a butterfly was once a caterpillar. Right. Mm -hmm. And I explained to her, I said, let's not disregard the fact that sometimes this could be your way of making it through because like you, I did well at the job. I didn't know I knew how to do it. But listen, I say Detroit because you hear I'm going to say Michigan because we from Michigan. <laughs> Pimpin', pimpin'. <laughs> we going to figure it out. And I was, you know, one of the best in the company to do it. And because, like you said, I stay focused. And if she can do something of that necessarily your aspiration, that made me room. And where are we right now? You just came up here <laughs> to Vitamin D with Dawn Day in Studio E. Hey. Catch it. So I want to thank you because I don't know if many people know of a story of sometimes it isn't always having it all together, but figuring out where you want to start and things start to unravel. It's almost like you had this patience with your timing. Man, well, I, I, well, I at the time it wasn't patience, but <laughs> I don't know. I think I feel like it was like. I don't know, just out of necessity sometimes. Um, but hey, I'll take I'll take patience. Well, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna tell you because this is what you said on your tweet. This was <laughs> tweeted out on March 24, 2021. Yes, I'm stalking because I do my research. <laughs> no, I <did> not. <clears throat> she says this is from Deshaun Player. Well, that's probably the only tweet. Director, tweet. producer. <laughs> what I say? That's the only tweet because I don't. She says tweet. understanding the importance of timing is so crucial. Oh yes. So I threw away the my timeline because it failed me. Yeah, no, I, I trust know, I God. Know, I know when I said that. Yeah. <laughs> you want to know when I said that? I said that when um, that was the day I got out of debt. So that was the day I, I, I tweeted that. Okay, we're going to talk about it. Let's take a quick break because <laughs> <clears throat> now that we talked about how you guys started out, how I came in a picture, how y'all met, we got to talk about this awesome company that you have, Flower Ave Films, yo. 
in case you didn't know, you gonna learn today. And then when we come down <laughs> years from now, you'll be like, they was on the show with Dawn Day. Catch it. Okay, we're gonna be right back. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career. And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash TheShot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag-A-Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, temp to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag-A-Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Hi, this is Vanessa Mel Calloway. Oh, it's just amazing. Peace. What's up, everybody? This is Trey Chain. And you are listening to Vitamin D with Don Day. <laughs> we back on. Shade over here giving me a look because you know I had, you know, I said something about Deshaun and what she tweeted. Well, guess what? I'm a tweet tweeting mo mo, so I got some mo. Um, this is from Shade. What up? She tweeted this on July 31st, 2021. She said, for a long time, I didn't speak up for myself for a lot of reasons. But with time, age, therapy and healing, I found my voice and expressed my feelings much more. So much I find myself wanting to cuss people out a lot. But my friends say I'm too grown to do that now. <laughs> That's the tweet, fam. You got 
gotta have you some I'm good. Don't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and I still, I still ain't really cuss nobody out. Well, nah. You but, might need to get cuss out. Uh, you don't think so? Uh, yeah, I probably do. I probably do. Yeah. And I, I wish I could remember what, what, what month was that. That was in July. July thirty first. Man, I have to think about what what might have uh, triggered that. Um, you know, the, 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 you know, if I had a, uh, if I didn't, if I didn't establish this report with you, and I was on back on that unsung days, mm-hmm. I would have been real nervous had I been on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> it was probably aimed at a guy, like, oh. but um, <laughs> I know most, yeah, I know what that was aimed at, but um. But yeah, I uh Deshaun be having all the catalog. You ain't gonna say it though. I was somebody I dated for a little while, um, a few years ago, I think, who um yeah, you know, you you think you date somebody the longer, you know, three, four months past that it might be moving in direction eventually of y'all, you know, of other people dropping off, not adding a new person to the mix. So that's basically, you know, basically dated for four months, dude ghosted me after like one day just disappeared um for about a solid month (laughs) and and this is someone who I actually felt comfortable enough to introduce to my friends which I don't do very much and um see I already blocked it out because I ain't you know (laughs) listen we all about shit baby (laughs) no but uh it was basically that tweet was a reference I mean what happened at that time was after you know disappeared for a good like month reappear I mean when he reappeared it was this whole, oh, I reconnected with an ex, you know, and it was a little trying to put some of the blame on me, but whatever. It was, you know, um, but what he wanted to do was date us both. And I'm kind of like, yeah, no, nah, I'm not, no. I'm not. At this point, you should be dropping people, not adding folks. You know, on another you know? day, on another day, on another podcast, I want to talk about that because I don't think that people are human beings who make to be monogamous. We don't have to go. Yeah, and I I think some people, I think it depends on the person, but that's like you said for another conversation. Depends on the person, what? We keep digging deeper. My thing is, it's all about communication. Just let me know so I can choose so I know what I'm signing up for. Exactly, and don't disappear. You don't have to disappear for a good, like, month. If that's the thing, if if you reconnected with an ex, ma'am, just let let me know. That's all. (laughs) But the the issue that came up, I let that go. I moved on. We didn't talk anymore or whatever. Um, Except we occasionally would reach back out. and then he, all of a sudden, after not talking for maybe not hearing from him, I think he would call on my birthdays to try to see if he can if get he back in. Dipping their foot in the water. And then, uh, then a couple months later, I got a, a WhatsApp message, an evite to a, a baby shower, <sighs> a baby shower party type of thing. I wasn't sure if it was like also an engagement celebration, but it definitely had a link to a baby registry. So he invited me to a baby shower. I don't understand to this day why. Um, I did say what I felt like I needed to say, very short and sweet in, a, in reply on WhatsApp. I won't say. But yeah, that's where that might have been. Space. I wanted to, pro- I, I probably wanted to go in more. And, I, you know, I probably also wished I had said more back then because <laughs> it's like you feel like it was cool to send me it. Who does that? Who, Who does invites that? someone that you, you know, used to date to your baby that you're not cool with? To your baby shower. That's gangster. That's pimping. That's pimping. He tried to, and not not to take away from you, <laughs> but what he thought he was pimping. Because the yeah. fact that you thought you, where they do that at? 
Nobody he didn't know though. He didn't know what Maryland produces. Like, I'm gonna need you to take a seat. But you know what I love about this? I love the fact <laughs> that Deshaun knew more about <laughs> your damn tweets than you do. I'm like, I, I sometimes when I when I deal with certain things, I like I put it so you know behind be over me it. that I just don't even think about. I it ain't anymore. looking at you no more. I'm looking past you. I don't think about that's it. That's Trina. I forgot about that dude already. But no, but no, that's probably part of it. And then there's also other things, you know, and just getting to it was a deeper meaning. But that was probably the trigger that probably made me. And why is Deshaun? I'm sure you know, but you not sharing or you sharing? Because if not, what was the deeper meaning? No, I mean, it's deeper. It's like she she said what she meant. She tweeted what she meant. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like it was deeper. It wasn't just that individual. I think it's on all aspects of her life. Like, hey, this is how I feel. You know, and basically she was basically saying, y'all better be glad she been to therapy. <laughs> I love that because I say how you do anything is how you'll do everything. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, to hear you say how before of having that imposter syndrome of not sure where you fit to having the point where your parents weren't necessarily as supportive of you going out. You were standing right there on July 31st, 2021. <laughs> you are highlighting how you found your voice and how yeah. you used your voice. Trying and it's still ongoing thing but yeah I definitely felt for years I just didn't speak up for myself and I think in that moment where I was like was there something about me where he felt he could send me this that, that me, it just kind you, of was like you got me right, <laughs> pretty much that's how that's where that was probably coming from but yeah so like I, what I really like is this sisterhood <laughs> right here this sisterhood and you know being that there aren't a lot of african-american let alone women in the business behind the scenes holding it down as directors writers and producers you know i think it's a beautiful thing because you guys you guys have a baby together yeah mm-hmm. flower f films tell us about her him it's they <laughs> them i let Shade sell it because literally she started the company and then i ended up joining, joining. flower avenue was where I, a street I grew up on until I was like eight years old in Tacoma Park, Maryland. For real? Um, which is like right outside D.C. And uh, I couldn't think of a name for a production company. So I was like, hmm, how about the street that I grew up on? You know, and, and where we were, people always say it kind of short. Like um, some of the streets were like Georgia Ave, you know, this Ave. Nobody was saying that about my street. But, you know, I tried to make it cool. My street was a little small street. But, like, Georgia Avenue is, like, a bigger... You know Georgia Avenue. Georgia Avenue. And everybody Florida says, like, Avenue. Georgia Ave and things like that. So, I said Flower Ave. You know? So, that's where it came from. And I, I just needed something, um, a home when I started. I did the first short film, which was uh, Who Do You Know? Which was about... Um, a friend of mine had written. It was about HIV and AIDS in the um, African-American teen community, which the numbers were... Hi, I don't know where they are now, but I mean, the numbers where African-Americans are over, uh, affected by HIV AIDS more than any other um, uh, race or ethnic group. I never and, thought of teens, though. But yeah, I hadn't thought of it either until a friend of mine wrote it. Um, and then I did some research and there were actually high numbers, at least at that time. I'm not sure about now, uh, because that particular generation, they didn't really grow up with the, the whole scare that a lot of us may have you know, grown up at least at the tail end of like the AIDS epidemic and things like that. And so the numbers have been spiking for a bit. So that's where it kind of started. And then I was just, you know, looking for the next project. And it's funny, Yemi's Dilemma actually was written for a pro- uh, a program that I applied for that I, I made it through the first round uh, um, to the interviews for the first round. So I made it past that, but I didn't get it. And I told myself when I wrote it uh, at first that no matter what happens, I'm going to make this film. 
Oh, wow. And I think I said that to myself so that I wouldn't get discouraged <sighs> if, you know, I didn't get selected into the program. And I did make it, you know, uh, like to the next round, but I didn't make it to the final round. And they only chose like eight to 10 people, I think. So, but I, I, I honored that commitment and uh, I didn't know how I was going to do it until I met Deshaun. <laughs> and so, um, and she gave me like when we, when we decided to merge, right? Like in a sense of like come together and join forces. She asked, <laughs> no, no, she asked, like, she was like, do you want to change the name of the company? Oh, wow. Yeah. So, um, so you knew that she was going to be gangster enough to be a part of the company. Not let, let you just do this job. You like, yo, we about to build something. I think, yeah. yeah. After yeah. we made that film, I think it was that. Like and so yeah. she asked me and then, um, at the time I was like, you know, I didn't know. And then when we were gearing up to do some other stuff, like she asked me again, like be, um, cause we had to renew some stuff. And she's like, do you want to change the name of the business? And I decided not to. And the reason why is because I grew up on Rose Street. So Flower Ave, Rose Street, it still is a flower. <laughs> so I was just like, you know, um, you know, with it. So I, I just decided not to and to, to, to join on to Flower Ave um, films. Like it was, you know what I mean? To me, it's like company was already established like why not it doesn't you know what i mean it don't take away from anything that i'm doing you know what that, I mean? it's it the works. confidence for me <laughs> it just works it's the so. security for me yeah so. it's the sisterhood for me yeah and it was dope i mean it was already dope so like why not you know what i mean why the freak not you know i mean but i do get i understand why some people want to merge because they feel like they want a sense of their identity Again, you know, it's the confidence for me. It, but I mean, I still have identity in Florida. It's the security <laughs> so, for me. Is, yeah. But the beautiful thing for me right now, as I keep saying what's for me, <laughs> is that what you guys have been able to blossom here from F Flower Ave and Rose Street. Okay? <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah, I, I, I just thought it was funny that she grew up on the street, like flower, flower. So it was just, it was interesting. So, yeah. So y'all got a few things in bloom season right now, right? I was just a part of one um, here recently. Um, yes. Well, that's uh, that's a project for a friend, and it's going to be under their uh, company. But it's not under um, Florida Ave. No, it's not. It's, it's, it, it, yeah, it's like an association. Association. Like um, but we did a film, uh, first day back. <gasps> On Loretta Devon. Yes. Yeah, honey, 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 <laughs> honey, 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 back up, honey. Because please tell the people the role that you had on this film. Uh, so on this film, I was the director. <clears throat> Wait, hold on. Hold on, please. <laughs> Jeremiah, do you have a jumbo ready? We co-wrote. <laughs> oh, okay. Co well, we pretend. <laughs> uh, you were the what? I was the director on this film. God. And Shade and I co-wrote the film. Wow. And co-produced it under our production company okay remember i gave you that statistic out of 14 years only 1.4 percent of women of color have directed over 1500 films right what does that feel like what <laughs> does it mean <laughs> who told you you were hot possible um, you know, look, I'll, I'll give that to God. I'll give that to my husband and I'll give that to Sade. Um, because, you know, during the process, how it came about, I was not directing this film. We were not writing this film. We were only going to produce 
a film, not first day back. It was a film about gun violence in schools. What? We received a grant um, from uh, Senator Hughes, Senator Vincent Hughes. He is a state senator, um, you know, Pennsylvania, Philadelphia, 7th District is his district. And so um, I hope that was the right district. Forgive me if it was wrong. Um, <laughs> but um, I, we, we received a grant um, in association with um, the Philadelphia Film Office. And we were working with someone else um, on a project. Well, that fell through. We also had hired a writer. Um, and, you know, we had a, um, a script, uh, but it wasn't quite um, what we were looking for at the time. And so we still had this grant and time was of the essence. You know, we had we had a, a window. And so we had to go and do a complete rewrite. Like we had to overhaul the script. We had to start from the, uh, the very beginning. And so it was a period of what, three days? I think, yeah, I think we wrote it in like three days. Three days. The, orig the original. Yeah, the script. original script in three days. Well, we outlined it and we wrote okay. it in two. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and so... Uh, that's how we came to, to co-write the film. And then it came down to, well, it got to get directed. <laughs> and so it was like, all right, this is going to, I was going to take this opportunity to like kind of step out there. I had done some small stuff, but I was like, all right, I'm going to take this as like, as my directorial debut in a, in a sense, because the, the smaller stuff that I had done, um, you know, it wasn't out there yet. So I was like, all right, I'm going to take this opportunity. And so then it kind of took on a life of its own. We ended up, um, you know, attaching Loretta Devine, Aisha Hines, Cornelia Smith Jr., Javicia Leslie. We had Etienne Maurice. Um, From what so, good LA? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, and Etienne, uh, he was our lead. He also uh, served as a producer on the project. Oh, my gosh, yes. I re right, because yeah. it's my... Duh. Yeah. I go yeah, there every so Sunday. Was, I was just there. Shout out to Walt Good LA. <laughs> and yeah. our executive producers. Was uh, Shirley Ralph, Greg uh, Jennings, Greg Jennings and, and, and Michael Jenkins. Yeah. Uh, Malcolm Jenkins. Uh, Malcolm Jenkins. Uh, Hold on, pimp, 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 pimp. So you just walked in there and said, <coughs> I'm going to do this. You, you had a little taste, pimp, but this is you just doing this on your own. Well, we were producing it, right? So we, we got the money. Right, a lot. Of, a lot of times, I'm so as far as having the skills to direct. I know, but I'm saying so. We we were in there, like the project was had to have happened, right? So we 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 got the money, we got the funding. With that, we had this script, and the script ended up not just because we wrote it; it was a really good script, and we shocked ourselves with the script. Come on, and people, um, when we sent it off, you know, for people to consider to attach themselves, it. It, it was just so big that they really wanted to attach themselves to it. So it was that. And then the directing, sure, so I was big. scared out of my mind because <laughs> I was like, this is Loretta Divine. That was my very first scene of the day was with Loretta and Aisha. And I was like, this Loretta Divine. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And I had to constantly, you know, talk myself like through it through the day. Um, but one of the things that we do, if it's like a project that we're doing, if Sade directs, I'll AD for her. Or if I direct, she'll AD for me. Um, so it's kind of, you know, you, you kind of have that security blanket in a sense there. But yeah, it was a, uh, it was nerve wracking, and it was very intimidating to have Miss Loretta Divine. But she was the kindest soul. She was willing to listen. Um, 
she like the like when I gave an adjustment and it was only just because I'm like I should give her an adjustment <laughs> not that she needed it <laughs> um she took it and then afterwards she was like please remember me and I and wrote me an email and I yeah I I didn't know what to do like I I cried my eyes out and when we called like when it was when we were the the last shot of the day when we were done I literally went into like the hallway and I cried my eyes out. And then I had to get pulled to do a behind the scenes interview right after that. <laughs> so it was horrible, but it was like it was and it was an insane experience. But yeah, so we did that. Um and then things kind of like took off like crazy after that cuz we did the film festival circuit and then um 2020 had came we got opportunities to write for BT, mm-hmm. um, her, like uh, the Women's Health Initiative. So we wrote two consecutive years, back to back, two films. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was just a lot. Like writing kind of took off for us, you know, with that film. Um, but then we also wrote on For the Love of Jason. But it was prior to that. We wrote For the Love of Jason and it sat for a year. Mm-hmm. And then had an opportunity to pitch it. Pitched it with uh, Trell, the creator. Trell Woodbury. Yes. Shout out to Trell. <laughs> Shout out to Trell um, of T-Wood Productions. Um, we pitched it with him. Um, at the time, the platform was called UMC Urban Movie. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. Um, they have now since been renamed and rebranded as All Black. But at the time, we pitched it to them. Um, and we pitched it on a Monday. And it got picked up on a Thursday. But then we had to sit. For an entire year because it was the next year. So then we shot it in 2020 during the height of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then <laughs> we shot it in August and it premiered in November of 2020. And you were in that as well. I was. Yes, you were. Season one, episode yeah. two. Yeah. Uh, the character's name is Simone. Check it out. Check her out. Yeah. And uh, your episode actually aired on WeTV last week. Are you uh, serious? Yeah. So... Yeah. Shout out to my mom. Happy birthday. <laughs> um, yeah, so. You know what's so amazing? And I, I think it's interesting and I want to further explore with you. Um, because you guys have had each other. Is it appropriate to call you guys showrunners as well? Mm-hmm. Okay. So as showrunners and not being able or not seeing a lot of black or African American women. How do you guys want to move forward with changing that? that narrative as far as with flower av films and the projects that you are creating with that on the back end as well as showing and lending our voice and our views to the world um well i think you know one thing for us is it starts with uh as far as we look at like both in front of the camera and, and behind the camera as well um i know that's something that we've both really been interested in not seeing a lot of people who look like us um so always just kind of you know that's pulling in people, especially pulling in people from circles and people that you know and giving people opportunities because a lot of time in this business, it's like, oh, you don't have these these credits or you haven't done all of this. So that means you can't do that. But who's to say that you can't just because you don't have a certain number of credits doesn't mean that you don't you're not capable, especially when there's a lot of discrimination. in this Exactly. Industry. And it doesn't mean you may not have the credits of, say, something that aired on television, but it doesn't mean you're not out here still doing your thing. Well, let me so, ask you this. What do you think that says and what happens to black women? I mean, I feel like, you know, people use that as a as a reason to, to dis- you know, in their discriminating against people. And sometimes it's not they're not conscious of it. But, you know, so many people out here in the, in the business, they hire their 
their like nephews, their cousins, their you know this person, that person, and they don't have any experience. So how do you navigate but, as a black woman? You know, with us, we always have to be like we we do our best. We have to be like feels like you always have to be like 10 times better than other people or you make opportunities for yourself and that's what we've been doing and that's the hardest thing because I always just thought okay I work really hard and then someone will give me a job and it doesn't work that way that's even like when um I first with the first uh short I had always been not I'd, I'd been interested in directing but I'd never approached it because I was fearful of it I didn't think I'd be good so I just like, let me just sit over here. I know how to do this. I'm not going to approach that. And, you know, it's like all these intimidated by all these great directors. And I didn't see a whole lot of, you know, there weren't a, a lot of black women directors. There's, we see a whole lot more now. But growing up, I don't think that we see any of that growing know. up. I, no, it was very rare. Like, or you know, we did they they weren't in the forefront. Yeah. Yeah. And not at all. So and but, you know, and I, I thought if I worked and I worked, I'd get somehow get over to that area and be able to get an opportunity but i knew it wasn't gonna happen so he created one i was like hey friends who has a short that i can direct and then next time it's like okay let's write something and then we write something again and so i think a lot of it is creating content and creating opportunities um for you know um just to create projects to create um different content and then you can bring in different people uh who aren't maybe getting opportunities elsewhere so that you can you know, especially with women, black mm -hmm. women, women of color in, in general. Um, and then also the stories that we tell for sure, uh, which often are pulled from either just real things going on or our own personal lives, which also kind of speak to what's going on in our community as well. So. And it's just not waiting. You know what I mean? I feel like yeah. a lot of times we we think, oh, I want to push this mic in your face. You sound so low. Oh, OK. Thank you. <laughs> um, just not waiting. I feel like a lot of times we think our opportunity is going to come from this individual, right? Or mm -hmm. this situation. But just like not sitting around like waiting for that to happen because you never know where your opportunity will come from. So a lot of times just like, all right, let's go out and like uh, let's do this pitch deck. Let's create this show. Let's write this short. Um, let's figure out how to get funding for it. We don't always like to have to sit there and hustle and beg for five dollars <laughs> you know to make projects but if that's what we have to do we'll do it because if not we'll be sitting around waiting right faith without works you is know? dead yeah. and so you literally 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 have to go after it you know you gotta hustle um you can't be shy you know Sade's great at like write like she'll write an email real quick like hey <laughs> for some funding you know what i'm saying or like i'll go up to the person to be like look Hi, how are you doing? Like, it's so funny because like when we did um, Yemi's Dilemma, we didn't have the money to put it into some festivals, but we did a screening and one of the EPs that came like afterwards, I was like, isn't this great? We want to put it in festivals. So he gave us more money at the what? screening to put it in festivals. So it's like, but if we would have been shy and not going up yeah. to him and asking him for the money, you know, because you know you have not because you asked. Not. You know Closed mouths don't get, fed. don't get fed. You know, so we just have to go <laughs> out there and not be afraid, um, you know, to do it. And sometimes you are going to be fearful, but even doing it fearful. You know what I mean? Just even stepping out and, and doing it and knowing that, you know, that God's going to cover you. You hey. know what I mean? And that your gift is going to make room for you. And even if you make mistakes, because there's so many mistakes that we made, but the next time we do it, we don't make that same mistake. Now we make other ones, <laughs> but we don't make that same mistake again. So it's just like, it's trial and error, you know? But I just think that, you know, 
we figure it out or we're figuring it out and we're still learning and we're still growing. We're still considered brand new. We hear it all the time (laughs) that we're still new. Um, And so we're just, you know, constantly using that as, you know, fuel. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. To keep the doggone engine going. She said, do it scared. Yeah. Figure it out as you go. I feel like sometimes we ask so much pressure because we feel like we have to all have it right now. I was talking to a friend uh, recently, just like with me working out. And I was like, you know, it's interesting that we'll get frustrated when we don't have things right now because we feel like we're supposed to have it right now. But you ever thought about, you know, what you're asking for? Do you have the capacity to hold it? Can you carry it? And as I'm thinking about me working out, like, yes, I have strong legs. Yes, I have strong arms. But even down when it comes down to my fingers and holding on to the weight, I can pull it with my legs. My arms can hold it, but now my fingers are giving out and how we don't realize how so many other ingredients, so many other experience, so many other people are here and put in place to put this whole formula, to make this whole dish together. And like you said before, as I outlined your tweet, how the timing of it is everything. No, it is like if you try to do it on your time, it won't work. You know what I mean? Like you and. It's been proven time and time again. Now, when you say sometimes do we have the capacity to, to, to hold it, I, I genuinely feel like things will happen when they're supposed to happen. But I genuinely do believe in this industry <laughs> a lot of times will not give the chances to individuals that they need to, to have. And sometimes like we feel like, oh, my gosh, like, you know, uh, if, you know, like God, he must not want me to have it right now. And sometimes it, it it's it's honestly it's not that. It, it it honestly it's not like that. Um. So some like it is. So it is all about timing. But I do feel that there are people. Um. You know, I, I'll say the enemy in position to try to block you. But ultimately, I feel like you know, um, if it is in within your calling, right? If it is within your path to do, you're gonna do it. You know what I mean? And you're going to fight against that. Um, But I do. I I feel like, you know, um, there are some people that are ready right now. You know, Um, I do. I wholeheartedly believe I believe there are some people that are ready right now and they're just waiting on the opportunity and they're waiting gracefully. And mm-hmm. I believe that we are those people who are waiting gracefully. But you're not waiting because you're making it. You're no, but I'm saying cer- certain things, certain things. I feel like we're we are we're we're gracefully waiting on cert- on certain things. But in the midst of that, now this is the thing. Some people wait and they don't do anything. We're working in the midst of while we're waiting. Why is that important and what does that mean? It's important to continually work because you're working out those those muscles. You're doing that because like this, like people when they train, right, for like a triathlon or a marathon, Many people are ready to run that marathon, but they continue to train. So when they do run, their their legs don't die out. They're, they constantly can 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 breathe, just like NBA players, right? They train in, in, in summer camp and they're ready to, to to play the game. And in the and in between games, they still have practices, right, um, with it, just so that they can keep those, you know, their 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 um, you know their, their their shooting on point. You know what I mean? Their dribbling on point, all of that. So I feel like we're we we have practice. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but 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 we and ready. how you do anything is how you'll do everything. Yeah, but we but we ready for the game. You know what I mean? But but we're still practicing, and and that's okay. You know, yeah. and even in the game, 
like a lot of times too like i said even like like for the love of jason season two you know, this season. Wait, Shade, why are you over there scratching your oh, head no, like that? Yeah, there was nothing. That was a complete coincidence, <laughs> but you know. <laughs> no, seriously, like for the little Jason uh, season two, it was um, a bigger production than the first season, um, right? Um, and, and that wasn't filmed in L.A., was it? No, was no, no, no. The second LA. season was filmed in L.A. Oh, hi. Yeah. So it was filmed in L.A. It was a bigger uh, production than the first season because, you know, Trail, um, shout out to Trail. And, and even when you said like people who um, like, I want to say shout out to him because he he could have been like, oh, I don't want these these women to be, you know, um, you know, to be executive producers on this show X, Y, Z, because the show, um, it starts off from a male's perspective in a sense. But, you know, he knew um, what we were capable of. He knew our heart and that whole thing. And so even in that, you know, him, you know, allowing us to, to partner with him and to to be a part of this process um, is super dope. So shout out to him. But like, you know, for the love of Jason season two, um, it, we took on um, bigger roles in a sense. Like we, we were, um, we had a huge role cause we were still executive producers the first season, but this one, just because it was a little bit more like it was a bigger crew. Um, it was a longer shoot. It was those things. Um, we um, played more into the creative aspect of it a lot. Um, and so, it, it, it was a lot and I feel like that was some great and you directed the season finale <laughs> and yes. then I, Hello, I got somebody, it right? I got one of the most difficult scenes you said 10 people were in it yeah it yes. was it, it was <sighs> pimping yeah, 10, 10 people in a scene uh, at a dinner table it was it was, it was quite nuts um, but yeah just taking on just a, a bigger role um, in the second season um, it, it was quite a bit and I just feel like those are the training grounds you know for us we could have been like oh no we're not gonna do it but we, we did it from the writer's room to pre-pro. And then Sade, um, you know, she was um, finishing up. So this is a lot of things. See, a lot of people think they're like, okay, oh, we, we do all this. Sometimes Sade may have a writing gig on the side or I might have something and we'll still have a project. So we have to... <laughs> in between. Yeah. <laughs> in between, yeah, because you got to pay your bills in between. And so we'll still have to take on, you know, quite a bit of stuff. So in the midst of, you know, pre-pro, Sade was finishing up a script. So we have to do X, Y, and Z. So it's just like being able to to do that balancing act, being able to, um, yeah, just consistently work, just consistently get out there um, and just do it no matter what. Just yeah. do it. Right. No matter what. That might could be the title for the episode. Just do it. Like no, <laughs> matter do it no matter what. what. Yeah. Catch it. Right. Yeah. If you can tell me what Flower Ave means, what you put people to take away, what could be a slogan, or what mm. Flower Ave film means to you. I'm waiting on you last because I want Deshaun to go first. Well, I, like, I was going <laughs> to say it, but I can't because it's already out there. <laughs> For us by us. No, like, um, Flower F to me is basically our stories from our perspective. You know what I mean? Um, and just using our diverse backgrounds as inspiration. So that's really what it is. Like, I, I learned a, a lot about what it means to be like a first generation, you know, uh, Nigerian, Nigerian American, um, and I genuinely, I feel like I was ignorant to a lot of things because, like, even working on Yemi Salim, and I was just like, wait, what? You know, like, just because I culturally 
hadn't experienced those things, you know. And then I feel like I feel like I've taught Sade what it means to have grown up in foster care and the system, you know, in those aspects. And look at um, you now. Yeah. So I just feel like our, our diverse backgrounds, they're very different. Um, but yet in the, the same it's still we're still fighting to um, tell our stories to inspire people who come from backgrounds you know like us and then the similarities well, what was it like coming up in foster care um i feel like it, it was just different it's like you know there's not like you know you don't have that family uh system that family support um of course you know my brother growing up he you know was like a father figure to me shout out to my brother jeff um i have a lot of siblings but i'm gonna just give him a shout out <laughs> um but no like he was a father figure to me but like literally like i didn't have that you know support system or to be like oh when i came home from school talk to my mom or do x y and z like i didn't have that and you know you see your friends you know they're hanging out with their families or during holidays and that you feel this sense of like you don't belong right you feel like um what you do doesn't matter. And so, or it's like, this is all I'm going to be. I don't see many people that look like me come from where I come from, like super successful. Like I, my mother had me when she was incarcerated. So I was born in prison. So it's like, you know, from the time when I was born, it was like, you know, family members, they, you know, they do or did certain situations, you know, things, you know, they're, they're totally clean now. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just joking. But no, like, you know, all I saw in my family was like crime, right? I saw, you know, people just trying to survive, you know what I'm saying? And they were good people, but it's just like, they, they were like, in that sense of like, I got to get it out the mud. Me and, and my legacy, you know, or people that I want to inspire, I don't want them to get it out the mud. <laughs> I do not. <laughs> It's nothing glamorous getting it out the mud. It's okay. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. Like, I want to be able to give opportunities to my nephew or to, or to my niece or whatever. I don't want them to have to get it out the mud. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career. And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner. 
leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime Annual Plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. No, baby, you don't have to do that. Let TT shine or let, you know what I'm saying? You know, let, like we should leave an inheritance for our family. We should leave a legacy for our family. So I feel like for me growing up, I just always wish that I had that you know, with it. And so that's why I want to leave that. So whatever foundation or, or, or business or program that I'm a part of, I want to inspire, let people know they can do it. Also give back, you know, so that people don't feel like they got to get it out the mud, um, you know, with that. Um, and just to continue to grow and let them know that like, hey, if I can do it, you can do it. And if I come from, you know, a, a a household where I didn't have my mother, I didn't have my father. And doesn't matter what your parents did or, you know, that situation, you know, you can still do it. Show up. Yeah. And so that's that's honestly like what it's about. And I just feel like, you know, with Flower Ave, I got to learn a lot about myself as an individual. I got to learn about my, myself and in culture. Like I said, I feel like I'm Nigerian half the time. <laughs> um, like with this, so I got to learn a lot about my culture, learn a lot about myself. And um, I like the fact that I don't have to edit my myself or like in a sense hey. of my story. Like I'm, I'm accepted with hey. that, you know, and and our cultures, they blend a lot, whether like we think about it or not. Like even in multiple stories, we can pull from Sade and we can pull from me and it's in the same exact story. So and I, I'm so grateful that you're able to get that connection. I have a friend that grew up in foster care. And just when you said, like, you don't know who's there or where your family, like, who you're connected to. We met, followed up and reached out. She's like, whose number is this? I'm like, we, we had a whole conversation. <clears throat> we met at a friend's Thanksgiving moment. And she shared with me, she said, basically, in her own words that I, you know, asking for grace because she grew up in foster care she's in a habit where she doesn't save people's numbers because people don't stay in your life yeah so it's like well why am i going to get my hopes up and you're going to be gone anyway and i said oh my goodness to hear that you know in another way you don't realize that and there's somebody as such as myself of just me my family being in michigan me feeling like once my mom died that was my connection to home i know what that alone feeling feels like. And I don't know what I would have felt like being with family <clears throat> in whatever kind of sense and then feeling alone in that setting, if that makes sense, versus no family or relatives around and having whatever that feeling is. Yeah. So thank you for sharing. I know. Thank you for showing up. 
You know, you cannot be what you do not see. No, seriously, because you decided to be bold enough. You decided to create another narrative. You decided to do a scare. You decided to make room for yourself. And I tell people all the time, make room. Show that grace. Show up to show out. Yeah. Well, Shout I just say by the grace of God, I'm here. So that's it. That's powerful. Like, Deshaun be dropping the stuff. Like, do you? What, that was really powerful. What do you mean by that? No, I'm just saying by the grace of God, I'm here. Like, I don't, like, it ain't in and of myself. Like, it's really God not giving up. You ain't think me. you were going to make grace. it? No, like, I, I knew. I, like, if, I mean, it, if it were up to me, I wouldn't have made it. So I know that it's by the grace of God and his assignment for my life that I'm here. So I'm just going to go real with it. Does that mean that you tried to commit suicide? Yeah, when I was a kid. So that's why I said it's just by the grace of God. Thank you I'm for here. sharing. You yeah. know, I've had people. I, actually, I saw this gentleman the other day. I was uh, reminded of the semicolon. That's the indication. Like if you're a survivor. Oh, that's dope. Mm. I didn't because, know that. you know, where it could have been a period at end. Yeah. You put a comma. That's super dope. I genuinely didn't know that. I didn't uh -huh. know that. That's what I'm saying. Like. Yeah, like I said, it's just it's by the grace of I God. I wouldn't have been able to share it had you not shared. See? Vulnerability is everything. <laughs> what about you, Shade? What were you trying to say about Flower Ave? Um, I mean, I feel like, you know, Deshaun uh, summed up uh, everything really well. Um, but I would add, I guess, just that I feel like it's this, I feel like we're both underdogs and I feel like it's the stories and the, you know, of underdogs. Like, you know, people who didn't necessarily always get the support or people didn't necessarily open those doors just for you to get there. You had to like, we have always had to work. And so um, for me, it's all about just creating those opportunities um, and just creating situations, content or whatever, so that, you know, you can give, pass those opportunities on to other people. Uh, that's something that's just really important to, to both of us because I know that we've had, we've both encountered like so many people, situations where we just, you know, people don't either believe that you have the ability to do something, you know, and I think a lot of it, I do feel like it's some of it's not intentional, but I think a lot of it does come down to us being black women. People make assumptions because there's the same. Um, I've even seen situations with like with black men, like the same me, black man and black woman, same amount, same company, same, you know, place. But it's like they've already decided, oh, this person has what it takes and and you don't even just, they're just the because he's a man you know and then come to find out later on that person did not you know and so it's it gets it gets frustrating but you know that's what i love about just you know us with flower ave it's like you can you know create those opportunities you know forget about all the whatever doors were closed and just open our own doors hey. you know and focus on just what we can do what you know uh what we're able to do and what we're able to to um, create and bring in other people to do too, because I, I I really like doing that. Any I mean, t there's times where people have emailed me. Uh, I'm not saying everybody needs to email me right now, but um, there's times <laughs> there's people people find people do what I have done. Like I am when she talks about me emailing people. If I don't have this person's email address, I'm not gonna just give you know say oh I can't reach out to this person. Like no, I'm gonna find your email address. Or and if I can't find your email address, I might find your company's, you know, giving out my secrets. Like, how I'll find a way to, because I found a way to get in touch with people that we really, you know, 
wanted to and it, you know get in touch with and it worked out and they wanted to talk to us but there was a barrier or you know or someone was a barrier and we were able to get through so um you know but as for me receiving emails i'll get emails from people um just asking for advice or um you know uh someone that we ultimately worked with that we became good friends with initially was a fan of unsung who reached out just as she was transitioning from broadcast uh news to, you know, uh, just kind of scripted and doing more writing, um, just asked me, you know, because I, I would tweet, you know, during the unsung episodes and stuff like that. And she DM'd me and just asked like, hey, would it be okay if I just emailed you once just to ask you some questions on making this transition? And I get emails sometimes from people like that and I answer them most of the time. You know, I have a friend tell me like, oh, you know, I wouldn't answer all those emails. You're, you know, not that I was crazy, but just like I wouldn't even bother to do all that. And I just always think about when I first moved here and trying to reach out to some alumni from American and other people and reaching out and nobody returning any emails or responding. And it even there's times where I'm busy or I'm, I, I can't help you with this. I, it just like burns me up because I want to I want to help because I just remember what it feels like. So that's a big thing with me um, and, and Deshaun with uh, Flower Ave is just creating opportunities uh, because we know what it's like not to get those opportunities. So we've created some for ourselves and we want to create them for, for others as well. Wow, I heard DJ Callen in my head. Major key. Because, <laughs> you know, sometimes you got to be the key to open your own door. But, you know, I'm hearing songs in my head. You know, I, do that's that how vitamin, I do that all the time. Yeah, that's how vitamin D started. It started from the lyrics of, of songs. I mean, hence, you know, talked about hate our love like i will come with a lyric like bob bob i don't want to spoil it hence keisha's project yeah yeah we can we can talk about i don't want to say my line or what i said well yeah so like uh (laughs) like one of the things that was talking about was like creating opportunities or or helping out right so um keisha she's from detroit what no, up, though? This is a different Keisha now. Keisha E, um, who is um, a great actress. She's also a um, stand-up comedian now, so she's out there doing her thing. Um, she uh, had this idea for a concept, um, and it's called Keys to the City. Um, and so, you know, I think it's on her site because she was raising money for it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, she, um, you know, came to Chade and I, uh, told us about the project, Um, Because I was just talking to her like, hey, like, what are you going to do? And like, you know, she's voiced her frustration because she's been out here for a while hustling, grinding. And so um, she didn't want to wait anymore. And so because, you know, we produce and have our production company, you know, we're kind of helping her out in that sense, you know, with it. So um, it was dope. And we brought on Dawn to do a part um, (laughs) in one of the episodes. Because whenever we can, we always love to call Dawn and be like, hey, can you come? And, you know, sometimes it's just like, look. Can you come for the love? Because it's like, hey, we don't have this to do. Or sometimes like, girl, you know, come. We just waiting on it to manifest. We just waiting to get on the other side of the coin. Yeah. So it's like, hey, and it's people like you who will come out because we we know that like you're super talented. Like I remember telling Dom one time, like, hey, you know, you really should be in front of the camera. And then she don't went to groundlings and everything. So it's just kind of, you know, I I told that story. You told me about them. Yeah. Years ago at Unsung. And I got dismayed because I didn't think I could afford it had I 
did what Sade has suggested, <laughs> just sent an email to follow suit as yourself, just open my mouth, I would have known about the diversity scholarship. And because I was able to give this stellar performance, that's the groundlings right there. I tell people all the time. Okay. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, yeah. Like, so... I really appreciate that. And it means the world that you guys want to see something in me and you take a chance on me. And I give you my word. We going to do this. And when this show is syndicated, when I'm blasted around the world, because the world would know my name, y'all going to be outside with me. Look, all I'm saying is, don't forget about us. I ain't going to forget about it. <laughs> so, y'all were talking about all this um, giving advice. I have this segment, this feature. And because you're all about helping, responding to emails, being that support, that leverage that perhaps somebody wouldn't be for you or hasn't or could have been for you. I have this feature of this segment called Shed Light on This. Okay. Are you ready? Mm -hmm. So there's no right or wrong answer. Okay. I just want you to listen to the scenario and tell me or tell this individual what your recommendation or what your advice would be. Okay. Okay. okay? That's it. Okay. Here we go. All right. <clears throat> Adrian is a young producer and filmmaker. She was given an amazing opportunity to work on the production team of a well-known entertainment company for the first time. On the day of production, she documents everything on her phone. She takes photos and videos of the behind the scenes of the production and the talent that has been scheduled to appear. She documents all of this and posts it to her Instagram story. At the end of the production day, Adrian is called into the trailer of the producer and informed that she is being let go from the team due to her social media posts. Adrian is distraught and does not understand what the big deal was with her sharing behind the scenes footage. The producer did not go into full details as to why it was a problem. Deshaun and Sade, can you shed light on this? I don't know if you didn't see my face as soon as you started uh, to get to that part where she was posted. I already cringed. My face was already like, mm. she was doing the promotion. How come no one told her? How come no one gave her a chance? Well, I would say, I mean, they usually do have, I mean, it may not have been clear, but a lot of times they do have you sign confidentiality agreements or it's in your deal memo or of some sort. Um, but yeah, you can't post stuff unless you, my rule of thumb is just like, before you post, ask. Just because shows might not be announced yet, you know, um, they may not, there might be special guests like actor who like nobody's supposed to know is in it or they're in a special scene or you just don't know so typically i think almost every show unless they give you the green light you know um i would just it's always better to ask before you post you can even take your little your pictures video save it to your phone and just wait until you can ask them when is it okay to post and then they'll let you know yeah so she know how I am about that. Like, I probably would have been a person that fired her. Like, <laughs> because, see, this is the thing. Deshaun, would you have told her? No, That's what yeah. I'm saying. So you this is what I'm saying. And hear me when I say it because I'm not old and I, I, this is going to sound like an older person. People in this generation, <laughs> right, always on the phone, right, posting right then and there because why? If you don't post it, it didn't happen. Yes, it did happen. You don't have to post it right then and there. Stockpile the stuff. If you are there for promotion, you're stockpiling. You still can say this was day one, this was day two, and then you wait to do it. Everyone's so eager to post, to put out, to flex, to flaunt, that they just don't have any, like, any decorum anymore. Like, no one has any, any gauge as to what is appropriate at the time. 
it's not okay to post on set you wait a lot of times you'll wait until it drops in the trades then you can start posting wait till the social media page is set up for that you know wait till the producers wait till the talent even got a chance to do something everyone behind the scenes wants to post so that irks my nerves because it happens on our productions too like we'll literally why am I feeling like did I post something I no, was supposed to post no no, no no it's not that because it, everyone was posting that, yeah. on that production but I'm just <laughs> yeah, saying like yeah. other other but other people like we'll be on a production and it hadn't even been announced yet or we didn't even get a chance to post and someone else was all I'm, I see myself behind I said what the I'm in the background <laughs> of this part I don't my hair was tall I, like what you know what I'm saying it's just like People have no chill because if you didn't post it, it didn't happen. That's the culture that we're right. in. And we kind of really, truly got to stop that. Like we got to like no one saves anything anymore. Can we save it? And that's sorry. The thing, it's not that you can't. You, it's just like you got to ask, check to see if did you sign anything where it said you can't. And then there's creative ways. Like I would tell people even like working on Unsung where you could not post anything um, Relate. You could not let people know what artists were covered until the TV one dropped the this is the season, um, you know. Um, but I would tell people who were interviewed, like, you can, you know, you couldn't really take a picture with because back then the backdrop was so identifiable. But you can maybe take a picture, you know, uh, like the way they shoot it now is just a regular you know, uh, there's no backdrop. Yeah. It's just a regular setting. You can take a picture. Just don't say what it's for, you know, or if you took a picture with the camera next to you, yeah. you can do that. You can post it and you can say I was on set today. Just don't say I was on the set of Unsung uh, shooting episode on this group today. So there's some ways like if you're on a set, like on a movie, you could do a little picture yourself. You could shoot maybe some of like something that is not identifiable. That's just like. Uh, if you some, need to post. If you need to post. I'm if not you, saying you can't. She said if you need I to. I prefer you don't. The safest, especially if you're on a big production, if anything that's going to be broadcast or is going to be released in the theaters, just don't post anything without asking. Just ask first. Dang. But if it's... Yeah. Because those are big... There's, there's a lot of money behind those things. And if, the, you know, if you are putting Spoilers. out information that's spoiling anything, you can get in so much trouble. If it's smaller productions or if it's something that's not going to be broadcast, you could probably ask and just say, hey, is it cool? Because a lot of people do that. Or if everyone's doing it. Yeah, because it might be helping to promote it. And, you know, like the production we just worked on, and that's totally fine. But it's just, you know, if you just have to post it, it's my first day on on this production like you could stand maybe in front of a sign or something that don't say or like a light or a camera somewhere that doesn't say anything about the network the show the actor <laughs> then maybe you can do that and let that be your only post and then just walk away just leave your phone alone or if you need to take you know you can even be saving stuff and people be concerned that you're sh you're posting it so just you have to be very careful and discreet when you're um, shooting stuff, especially actors coming on the set and everything, because some people don't want to be, you know, they control their image and they may not want to be seen like when they just showed up to set with their hair looking crazy and they got no makeup on. This is how they show up to set. That's not necessarily how they want to, you know, how they put themselves out there and they might be cultivating their their image a certain way. Yeah. So, like, yeah, I got I think it was a trigger because I was in the back of somebody <laughs> shot. And, you know, when I be on set, I be in work mode. My hair was towed up and I was like, really? You really just did that? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it would be. It wasn't you. It wasn't you. I do think no. it's important to let I was like, people. I was at one point I was headed my phone no. right on you. But. I do think it's important to let people know, though. Yeah. Before yeah. you, you know, fire before somebody. You <laughs> before, yeah. So that they have an opportunity to not 
do all that. But, but I feel like if they fired her, it it must have been in her probably, contract. It probably was. It must have been in her contract. And then it, it, it had to have been a line. But how you were just fed up right now, I'm not sure you would have taken the time to explain. I feel like you might have been oh, like, she girl, explain. you should. No, she actually, I, I have because I fire many people. Like, I am the designated person. And I, I explain very thoroughly. And actually, I don't just fire. I actually will give you another chance because I am fair. Hey, boss. No, no, no. Not like that. I just... I just had happen to have been the person who who have done it, but like I, I'll give you another chance and I'll explain thoroughly because I don't believe in letting someone go unless they know or understand. But that must have been a bigger budget and it had to be probably have been a bigger production company. And some people genuinely don't care. Like if you if you put it in here or if you ruin something, then they they don't care. But yeah. we do like to explain because I was at a, a company and someone wasn't explaining what I was doing incorrectly and they had a problem with me and they never un- explained to me what I was doing incorrectly and I wish someone would have told me. And so we do make it a habit that even if it is something that is wrong to explain because I feel like everyone deserves the opportunity yeah. to understand. Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah. yeah. Just a little grace. No. Absolutely. A little I, space. Yeah. I feel like, they, you know, I mean, obviously in that position, they, they have their own different rules, but like we tend to like to at least let you know what you what happened, what was wrong, give you yeah. another chance. And then if you're still messing up, then that's different. Yeah. All right, Adrian. Well, you got it from two power players in the industry. Um, no, no, hey, look, Adrian. You better receive it. I don't know what they had told you. They were so wrong for doing you like that, girl. <laughs> right, My right. Bad. What she said, you know, they were so wrong. What she said. Okay, cool. Now we're moving on because we're ready to wrap this up. So we're going into what we call the body chest. Body chest are just terms that you guys are going to pick out. Terms that deal with perhaps your acting, your filming, your directing, right? And I need you to give an inspirational spin on it. That's what vitamin D is all about. You take something and make it blossom. Ooh, flower app. Ooh, Rose Street. Um, so basically with these <laughs> words, <laughs> it could be something like, say if you play basketball, it could be a word like pivot, right? Pivot, you literally pivot in a position. But sometimes you gotta pivot in life, right? And so that's what you would talk about, the pivot in life. So I'm gonna dip into this Vita chest. Okay? All right. <clears throat> shake, shake, shake. <laughs> shake food, eh? All right, here we go. Oh, we have okay, to pick. pick one? Yes, don't look. Close your eyes. Sade, don't look. Close your eyes. Okay. Now, y'all decide who's going to go first. Sade, because I went first last time. Okay, Sade, what is your oh, word? Goodness. Aerial shot. Oh, that's a cool one. Mm-hmm. And I have to um, say so what an aerial shot yeah. is and how we can apply that to life. I don't know what mine is. <laughs> you don't know? <laughs> Wait. Okay, I'll give you another one. Let me hold this because I'm going to go off on Jeremiah later. No, what, what is it? You don't even know. I kind of, but yeah. I, I, do, but I, I need you to know. What's that? The heck is that? Okay. I feel like I do know. I kind of do, but um, yeah. it's a shot. It's a shot. It's a shot, but I'm like, mm. wow. Okay. Can I pick another one? I'm playing. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Because um, I have to apply it to a bigger thing. Hey. I but, um, I mean, with Aerial I don't sh- even know what this is. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> what, how do you even know what it is, Jeremiah? It's a dark horse. I, we'll talk I, about it. Out, but I, I don't know how to define fact, it, right? Who knows what a dark horse is? I thought about a night. Anyway, go ahead. Okay. Shut up. <laughs> Aerial like, shot. Aerial shot. Well, it's usually, you know, a shot like, you know, like from above, um, usually um, 
Uh, a lot of times they use drones and things to get aerial shots. But, you know, something you think of from something above getting a shot uh, of the bigger picture below. So you could apply that to sometimes you got to like step back, you know, from when there's a lot of things going on. I'm trying to be deep. I'm trying to be deep. No, you know? it was good. <laughs> she was good, good right? No, keep going. Sometimes, good, so. sometimes you got to step back to, you know, in order to, to make the next step, you got to step back and assess the whole situation and see it like you would see it from above, but see it, you know, the whole bigger picture, whether it's of your, your life, your career, what's going on, you know, um, and in order to make that next step, sometimes you have to take that step back so you can see everything kind of, um, you might meditate on it, you might uh, talk to someone and get some advice about it, but it's, it's important to see the big picture in order to, to make some moves forward. So that's what I'm going to relate aerial shot to. You got to take that aerial shot of your life. I you bang know? with it. I bang <laughs> I with it. I didn't think I'd be able to do that. Deshaun no, <laughs> like, had no faith in you. Y'all. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Yes, I had no idea. I was like, yo, this is, this is going. Somewhere. I'm gonna tweet that and see if anyone gets to take that aerial shot. Take that, take that, your, take that shot life. for your life. <laughs> your life. Uh, no, no, that was good. Mine's his backstory. Oh, that's a good one. So. It's important for. <laughs> oh wait, well, what is the backstory? What is the backstory? <laughs> okay, so, like, okay, when you're writing, or even when you're an actor, right, and you you're taking on this new character, it's important for this character to have a backstory so that they can understand where they are in this particular moment in in time in the script, right? Um, they, you know, the backstory tells them so much about you know, why they maybe act the way they act, you know, why they think the way they think, right? Where did they come from? And you have so many different things, right? And so I just believe that your backstory um, is important, right? It's important to, to know. It's important to understand because it does shape the way um, we think, right? It, um, it helps us navigate through life, right? Um, when we can understand like, hey, this is the reason why I go so hard or this is the reason why um, I think that way or this is the reason why I can't give up. Right. Because I understand, you know, my backstory. I understand my story. Now, on the on the flip side of it, we can't let the backstory control the current story that you're trying to tell and well, the future stories that you're going to tell. Right. Because we don't want that to affect where you're going you know what i mean so use it as 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 fuel as, as understanding right use it for what you need to but don't let it cripple you don't let it be a crutch you know what i mean um for your for your current situation and for your future situations and i think that's kind of what i did i don't know i don't know catch it i'll I, I bang okay, with it okay. on both of All you right, guys there we go there we go that was beautiful that was poetry in motion damn <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to thank you guys so much for joining me it means the world to me for anybody that's wondering they're like wow Deshaun grew up in foster care she made it possible she said I'm not going out the mud Then we got Sade decided to flip the script on a strong cold Nigerian family like you decided to go against the grain and say I'm possible then wait y'all was like y'all ain't trying to give us none let us create something so for those who are wondering what's next professionally 
personally? How can we support you? What's up? Um, well, currently, uh, For the Love of Jason is streaming on All Black on Woo, Thursdays. Clap for that. <laughs> <laughs> on Thursdays. Uh, on WeTV, it's streaming season one. And uh, All Black is streaming season two. So both nights. So, I mean, on Thursday, both um, seasons are, are airing. Um, and we are, I mean, we're pitching right now. You know, yeah. we're in a creative space. Um, we've partnered with uh, some great people. Um, can't really speak a lot about it, but I'm um, partnering with some great people and dopeness, we're dopeness. <laughs> and we're pitching. So um, just be on the lookout uh, for that. And um, yeah, that's honestly like where it is. It's like we're just in that creative uh, creative space right now. Um, we have a bunch of things on our roster. We have a couple features that are already written and we're just, you know, looking for funding. So somebody, you, you know, know, wanna is looking for some projects yeah if y'all looking for some projects you know we have some feature films <laughs> um uh yeah and we have show find a home. <laughs> yeah we're trying to find a home for some so that's pretty much where we are right now um for flower ave um and to support is flower ave films on instagram uh my instagram is at deshaun player my twitter is at deshaun player so just my name d-e-s-h-a-w-n-p-l-a-i-r you know because a lot of deshaun. people deshaun because a lot of people spell deshaun how do they spell it? A-U-N or E-A-N, mm-hmm. S-H-O-N, you know, or with a capital S, you know, just, you know. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say that to Don, just to mess with her. <laughs> I mean, yeah. anything out of you, Sade? Um, I'll add, Yade. you know, um, my uh, social media is just at Sade on Yade um, at, and on Twitter and Instagram, Sade on Yade. Um, and then I wanted to add that, you know, if you're, make sure you, people, you, you got to watch for the love of Jason then, and look out for that. Uh, I'm telling you that season finale episode directed you by Deshaun. And I ain't camera? saying this. You better tell them. I'm not camera. saying this at all because people might be like, oh, that's your partner. Of course you're going to say it's no, no, no. I'm telling you this, the season finale is, is fire. So, but you can't watch that if you didn't watch all the other episodes, you got to watch and see because it all comes together. It all all this stuff going on culminates in this final episode, but you got to watch every week so you can get to that and, and, and it's going to be explosive. That's all I got to say. It's good. And I just want to say, you know, <laughs> she did a good job. She did a great job. And everybody, everybody, um, you know, and it was a lot, like she said, working with, um, obviously the 10 actors in the scene, they all like just really brought it. So, yeah, no, they did. So it's a really great episode. Um, really excited. To- I see you pimping. <laughs> really excited I don't know what's the, the what's the last date it's six it's July weeks. oh it's, it's July it's the, I should know I think date. it's the first week of July yeah it is the first week in July that Thursday I believe first, week, first Thursday in July um yes. the episode airs so super super excited about that um but yeah, that's pretty much that's fine. You got it, yo. Y'all thugged it out. I appreciate it. <laughs> it's for the love of my girls. Thank you so much for joining me. Um, like I said before, it's like a bit of dream that y'all can see part of my dream and step into my world. See what Dawn be like risking everything for us right here. And I'm so grateful that you can be a part of it. Thank you for believing in me. And um, we going to the top. Shout out to Keisha. Shout out to Unsung. Because we wouldn't be connected without all this A. Smith and Company. So. We would not. Shout out to Keisha Monier yes. for uh, giving me my first job in the industry. When I quit, I didn't know the day that I went up there on May 12th that I was going to quit. And, <laughs> and it was actually the anniversary of the first day I had got hired, which was so crazy. 
and didn't even know. Yeah. And then I pressured Sade into quitting. So. <laughs> <laughs> and then she quit her job. Look but at us. Yeah. And now we're just soaring. Sometimes you got to let go in order to receive, right? That's the truth. Yeah. We make it wrong. <laughs> yes. All right. I appreciate you for listening and tuning in. I hope you feel inspired. I want to encourage you that if you enjoyed this podcast, make sure you tell somebody to tell somebody else to tell somebody else that Dawn Day got a podcast. It's Vitamin D with Dawn Day. And guess what? It's available wherever you get your favorite podcast. I also want to let you know that if you're interested in being a guest, shoot us an email, vitamind at dawndayspeaks.com. And if you need some advice, because you know I love to give me some advice, honey. You know we have the Vitamin D Advice Letter. So if you need advice in your relationships, your career, about your dreams, whatever, email us. I want to hear from you. Vitamin D at dawndayspeaks.com. Okay. Um, oh, got another thing. If you're interested to see what's happening in the studio, make sure you follow us on all social media. Vitamin D Dawn Day. Okay. You can see what Deshaun look like. You can see what Shade look like. I don't know if Eric is in there, but he might be. But you can get some some tips, some tricks, um, some quotes, anything that's entertaining related to vitamin D. Okay. All right, so um, you know you can follow me in the meantime on all social media. Dawn Day Speaks. I might be there right now. I'm just on Instagram, so catch it while it's hot. I might get out of here. We've been here for a minute. You know I always say, I'm in the business of making dreams come true. And I damn sure ain't going to forget about mine. So until next time, always remember, you are your greatest asset. Get your vitamin D right here with me and get excited about your life. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career. And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. 
If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Celebrate the end of your workday with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as another busy Thursday flies by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. 